Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim, and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. Oh lordy, we've got a corker for you this week as we look back at two British cartoon institutions, the Poddington Peas and the Family Ness. And for the main event, oh what a main event we've got. We're going to be talking about the brilliant, brilliant, and another brilliant for good effect, the Moomins. There's so much to say about this brilliant creation. So much. And that is why you won't want to miss this one. And without further ado, let's get started. And joining me as ever, it's producer Paul. Hey man, how's it going? I'm good. Are you as excited as I am about the Moomins and the Poddington Peas and the Family Ness? I'm excited about one of those shows. The other ones, not so much. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to begin to guess. But uh, I think, yeah, let's, 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 let's get started. And let's start with the Poddington Peas. Now, I don't know what month exactly this show came out. September. It was not September. I'm not having it. And it wasn't, and it wasn't October either. I've got a problem with October and all, actually. Got <laughs> just both, pick a, got, pick an got a bone to pick with October as well. So I've just rounded up some stuff in 1989 that I'm sure I haven't spoken about. So we've got 1989 marked the beginning of the Heisei period, which was basically the period of Japanese history corresponding to the reign of Emperor Akihito. From the 8th of January until his abdication on the 30th of April 2019. And it's also the last year when written in Roman numerals to have an L. And also, obviously, you had the pro-democracy rallies in Tiananmen Square. Is that the, old, the, the yeah. guy holding his hand Boyd, up for the tank? Yes, I was going the tank. The biggest film in 1989 was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And right on time by Black Box was the biggest song of 1989. I'm sure if there was a show we're going to do in 1989, I'm sure we'll have the number one song of uh, the corresponding month. And that's where we talk about the Poddington Peas, which was a uh, animated British children's television series made by Paul Needs and Colin Wyatt. It's just basically human-sized garden objects giant in size to them and obviously because they're at the bottom of the garden you see things like flower pots serving as most of their buildings obviously human beings are not mentioned or seen because they're obviously a secret as the as the theme song says down at the bottom of the garden among the birds and the bees there's a lot of little people they're all born into bees it's going to be a derby Keep it a secret now, please. There's happy, there's happy, and the girl won the Poddington <laughs> Peas. Yeah, that, yeah, there we Sweet go. Sweet Pea. Oh, is it? Is it Sweet Pea? Her name? Sweet yeah, pea. yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna get to the names in a bit. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, it just features a cast of anthropomorphic peas. Most of their names describe the character's job or their main trait, which is you know similar to Smurfs and the family nest that we're gonna do shortly. And I play on words typically with P, as in like P-E-A or P-Y-P. So like happy. Let's see. Let's let's just try and do like a, a thing where we can try and name. Uh, oh no! Yeah, but you got some things. It doesn't matter if I've got them. I I, <laughs> I won't look. Okay. 
So you go first. Zippy. Happy. Dumpy. Creepy. Black Eyed Pea. Uh, you said hippie, didn't you? Yeah. No, I didn't say hippie, but I was... That's hippie, my, yeah. Um, sweet Pea. I'm sure... We said that in the intro, but we didn't say it in this game. Oh, okay. Um, Chippy. Uh, Poppy. There's not one called Poppy. Yeah, he's the old geezer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, my, 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 my. No, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to uh, <laughs> get them out. Oh, yeah, Bumpy. Bumpy? Yeah. I don't remember Bumpy. I mean, that's ones that we did miss out was Bumpy, Captain Hoppy, Choppy. Choppy. I like that. He's a lumberjack pee. <laughs> stereotypical oh yeah he's, a, he's the one that goes he's, uh, he's on his own outside the little village right dopey he's the simple minded P you got garden P who likes gardening I remember I did watch an episode of garden P my favourite GP he's can you doctor. guess what he does <laughs> 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 I was laughing for like ages just really GP it's just, it's so simple, but it's so brilliant and stupid at the same time. And then grumpy, a grumpy looking pee. I think we said happy, didn't we? Yeah. Jumpy. So that's a pee that likes to jump about with spring-like legs. You got nappy, who is Penelope's baby. You got PC Pod. Oh, yeah. He's a policeman. I think, yeah, you said Poppy. You actually did pretty okay. For someone who doesn't know names, I think I think you did all right with this uh, name association. I, enjoy, I enjoyed the puns, to be honest. <laughs> puppy, who's it's a small a puppy pee. Scoopy, he's the uh, newspaper editor. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Scoopy. <laughs> Scrappy, he's like the scruffy tool and scrap worker. Skippy, who's the little girl pee with blonde hair and pigtails. Silly pee, who's basically the lazy sod. Sloppy, <laughs> who's an artist painter and covered in blobs of paint. Snappy, he's the Poddington Press newspaper photographer. Snippy, who's the barber. Snoopy. Who's the detective with a, a Sherlock Holmes-style deerstalker hat, a magnifying glass. Soapy, always has soap bubbles covering her head. Sweep P, who's the street sweeper. Obviously, we said Sweep P. TP, who's uh, the tea lady, often has a teacup and a, a teapot. Wee McPee. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the small, stereotypical Scottish pea with a ginger moustache <laughs> and a Tam O'Shanter? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Weepy, who's easily upset. And then, yeah, Zippy, the uh, the fast pea. I love that. I love that. Wee McPee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me strength. Oh, my God, dog. These names. You know, I will say that the Poddington Peas 
held up more in my estimation as it did as a kid. I wasn't crazy about it as a kid. Yeah. So I... It was one of those where like it would come on like five minutes before school, before you had to leave for school. You'd say, yeah. oh yeah, I'll go just watch it. Cause it's like literally two minutes long. Or That's probably or why I missed it because you used to live over the road from your school. <laughs> and I think, yeah, you used to come, because sometimes they used to come home for lunch and it'd be on. You used to come like, home for lunch? They used to be like one o'clock. Yeah. And there used to be like a little gap where they would show like cartoons and whatnot, and they would show, I think, the Pony to Peas during uh, that uh, during that time. See, I don't remember watching it as a kid, but I do. I am very familiar with the theme tune, at least. Yeah. Like I wasn't familiar with the episodes and what actually went on. I yeah, couldn't yeah, remember it. But the, the theme tune, I remembered it. I, I could sing it. Well, my, well, the beginning bit at least. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's. I I do like remember watching it. Like I, said, I couldn't. I couldn't particularly tell you what episode i uh, remember watching as a kid yeah but i do remember at certain periods i would watch the foreign to peace whether it was like uh, like during lunch when if i'd come home for lunch i'd watch it then or yeah if it was a case where i'm it's like the morning like literally you're about to go to school and it cbbc would just would just show it but it was it was yeah it was something that i remember watching it wasn't something that i was I was crazy about. I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't love the point of piece as a kid, but I'm watching it back now. I loved it because it was so short. My God, it was like three, four minutes. It's to the point. There was literally this is what happened. Is what's going to happen? What happens? And then the end. It's yeah. Great. I I I love that. And 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 it was the same with um, the family nest. It was just yeah, short five minutes. That's what I'm talking about. Don't. Don't drag it. Don't 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 make Zippy fly across the world and then come back again and try and tell us and no oh, no no just get to the point. Get in, get out. Yep, that's bish bash bosh. That's that's what I'm talking about with the point to peas. That's uh, that's why I appreciated it a lot more now than I did maybe back then because it was like oh this is I don't know yeah it was just I wasn't. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, it's just without repeating myself. It's just yeah, I wasn't enamored by it. Yeah, I think it might be obvious who I might pick in my head to head. But uh, see, I think like when I first watched it, I was like, um, I was really impressed by the the theme tune. It's yeah, very it's a very catchy. Great theme song. And then when it comes on, you're a bit like, it kind of almost the the actual show almost kills it dead. For me, anyway, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching yeah, it. I see, and then, I see what you mean. And then, but there was a, some, a couple of really good episodes I watched, <laughs> like um, one where uh, Poppy needs his chips for dinner. I'll, I'll watch that one too. Yeah, and then uh, basically, um, was it uh, was his name Zippy? Yeah. Oh yeah, because they went to go and see Hippy, and Hippy's playing a song, and they get carried away. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> I did enjoy it. I think mean, yeah, that segues nicely to episodes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, talk about the episodes you watched. Right, so I'm going to have to... Because I, I was silly enough not to write any notes on this. I watched quite a few back-to-back. Yeah, because um, you can. Yeah. You can, and there weren't that many episodes. So you can watch Yeah, I think I got, many, through, yeah. I got through... All in, I probably watched about 10 episodes. Um, what? You probably watched a lot then. I don't think... I'm not, where did I get... So where did I write down... Uh, oh, yeah, so I didn't write down any notes for the episodes I watched, which is annoying. Um, so I watched one about... Oh, oh, I'll tell you what, one I watched last night was... Um, I was going to text you, but 
I was kind of proven wrong in my own thing. There was one where it was a one Snoopy, I think it was the introduction of him, and there was a molehill, a mole that was pushing up all the houses. Right. And um, Snoopy had to figure out what it was, and then it was like, oh, it's a mole. Uh, then the mole comes up and he's not got any glasses on. I was like, and I nearly texted you at that point. I, <laughs> and I was like, this is the only mole I've ever seen in a cartoon without glasses. I think the mole in Animals of Father would never had glasses. Oh, really? Yeah. He needed them. <laughs> but, but, the, but the episode was about getting the mole glasses so he could see and not bump into all their houses. So Sc- Scrappy made some glasses and Choppy made the frames and Scrappy had the lenses from some old binoculars. So I was like kind of halfway through texting you. I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really good episode, though. I enjoyed that. And um, the, the first the thing, it's a pilot episode with the... Um, the where vegetable cre- show. Yeah, creepy and thing. And they make a balloon of like... Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what it was. Tomatoes, Tomo- isn't it? Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a tomato, but it's filled with like red liquid. I'm not sure if it was like tomato ketchup or something. Yeah, you like they put, tomato juices, isn't it? Yeah, they put a red... They put the rosette on and it uh, popped it. <laughs> and they got caught out. And I think Dumpy wins, doesn't he, in the end? With his massive marrow. Yeah. He has a marrow, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he, he, he ends up winning the... Uh, the prize. The, the, the prize, yeah. You know what was weird? Like, how um, they would do accents. Like, Creepy and Black Eyed Pig, obviously they were like the, the, the baddies. They'd have like Cockney accents. Right, that's... Yeah. That's all we sat, mate. You know, I mate? really want that cup. Yeah, We're yeah, gonna yeah. go and get, it. get it. And then, like Dumpy, the poor guy was brummy. Oh, I've had too much to eat. <laughs> the accents, and then obviously, like Happy is like, oh, hello, I'm Happy. I'm very, very jolly and very posh. Yeah. And I would never do anything wrong. Who did I text you saying the narrator sounds like somebody? Who did I say it was? He you sounded said it sound like Gordon Ramsay. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I have that written down who the narrator is, but I'm pretty sure I checked in the credits. It's not him, but it did. Of course, it's not. But do you know, like, do you know his voiceovers in like the kitchen things where he's like, he goes, where he goes to the the restaurants and. You know what I will say about Pointing to Peas? I did think when I was watching it that the characters spoke more. I didn't realize that there was a, a narrator had such a prominence. Yeah, and he says most of what what's actually going on. Yeah. Even sometimes what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think I found that in the one where Dumpy gets stuck in the in the restaurant because he eats too much. <laughs> and I, lo- I love that he's surprised by the bill as well when he's like eating eating them out of house and home and he's like, uh-oh, he's got one half pea in his hand. Oh, flipping neck! I think I've <laughs> ate too much. <laughs> Am I going to pay for all of this? I think I'm going to have to wash the dishes. <laughs> oh God, I'm going to stop. No, no, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to do that again. Sorry, no, no more Brummie accents. I apologise. But um, yeah, like it was that episode. I I did like that. It was very, uh, very cute, very uh, well done. And then I think eventually he gets out because he's in the morning. He does all the washing up and he can fit out the door. And then he know. says, "I'm going to sit outside from now on." And then he's like, "Waiter." <laughs> so he hasn't learned his lesson. He has not learned his lesson. He's not. Le- he's 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 gonna go back to his like binge eating ways. Yeah. I mean, some of the food did look good. So. No, it didn't. It was just like tarts and pies. Oh, that's that is my yeah. Nah, I'm more of a cake, cake man. I don't know. A bit of treacle tart. Treacle tart. What are you, Harry Potter? 
<laughs> Treacle tart. Right, is there any more? Um, I will remember them as soon as you say them, but like I said, I didn't write them down, which is a bit frustrating for me now. I know Dumpy's Diet, I think I yeah, yeah. watched that. That's the, one, that's the one about the cakes and when he does washing up. Is that the washing up one? Yeah. Or is that another one? And then, yeah, Hippie's Band. I didn't see Hippie's Band. So, yeah, basically they're doing a, uh, a music show. Yeah. And they're all trying to, like, set up the uh, the musicians and everything. And then I think Creepy and Black Eyed Pea try to sabotage the event. Yeah. And I think Dumpy collapses because I think he ate too much. <laughs> and so I think they end up using him as a drum. And I think Hippie manages to, like, save the show. I just love that. As as a as a as a concept and as a character, hippie. Yeah, I, I think it's brilliant. With his hat, with his like long moustache, and it, down. the typical accent of a hippie, like American hippie, right? <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. He was American hippie, right? I would well, if you're being called hippie, then I think that comes or derives from like American culture, and, yeah, and and all of that. So. And he's all like, oh, groovy. Yeah. I That's thought it was great. Radical. And he's got his house cut, <laughs> painted in colours and stuff. I didn't, I didn't see that. Uh, in the episode where, um, I can't remember, Sweet Pea and, the other, and one of the other ones, they went to get him Poppy some chips and they went to see Hippie. Oh, so yeah, Zippy saves the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his house is, like, you see, his, he's outside his house playing his guitar. yeah. And then I think Garden P gives uh, Zippy the potatoes and then he yeah, zips yeah. off to the chip shop. Chippy's chip shop and then they make the chips. And he helps him make the chips as well. Yeah, cuz he's Zippy, Zippy. I love it. No, that was that was that was that was that was a nice episode and then what was it Poppy, Grampy. Poppy's the old geezer. Yeah, Grampy. I'm calling him Grampy. His name's Poppy. But I'm, I want, I like to call him Grampy. But Pops I guess. I know like Pops, but I, Grand P. And you see, I'm putting P in the end as well. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm I'm sticking to the pun. So, yeah. Grand P gets his food at the end. So, that was, that was, that was, that was very nice. And, uh, I mean, there is, there isn't a great deal to say about the point of P's. I mean, it was very short. It's five minute episodes. It's like, it's quite fun. Yeah. Little adventures. Yeah. And, it, yeah. A lot of capers. And yeah. All that good stuff, yeah. So, uh, good job, good job. Right, let's go now to the family nest. And we're going to October 1984. You had Tim McCartney Snape and Greg Mortimer become the first Australians to summit Mount Everest. Aboard the Space Shuttle Challenger, astronaut Catherine D. Sullivan becomes the first American woman to perform a spacewalk. The world... Learns from moving BBC News television reports presented by Michael Burke of the famine in Ethiopia, where thousands of people had already died of starvation due to a famine, and as many as 10 million more lives were at risk. Teachers was in the cinema, and I just called to say I love you by Stevie Wonder was number one. And so let's go now to the family nest. So this was a British cartoon series created by Peter Maddox of Maddox Cartoon Productions. And they actually went on to produce Penny Crayon Penny and Jimbo. Crayon. 
Jimbo and the Jet Set in similar style. Penny Crown is great. Never heard of it. She's she's awesome. I I I I I did like Penny Crayon. We'll 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 do Penny Crayon at some point. Penny Crayon draws whatever she likes, from animals, tigers, elephants, and giraffes and kangaroos. <laughs> I've never heard of that before in my life. But yeah, to the family nest, and basically yeah, it's a. Uh, the adventures of a family of Loch Ness monsters and the Mactoot family. And obviously you've got Mactoot, who's like the, the father of the piece, and he's appears to be a single father. There isn't a mother, mother Mactoot. And then obviously you've got Elspeth and Angus, who are the, the two kids. And yeah, the voices were all done by Peter Hawkins and Susan Sheridan. The music was by Roger and Gavin Greedaway. Obviously, yeah, the uh, the Family Nest theme song. It's just, it is just, it's in my brain. I think it's gonna be in my brain forever. That theme song. I just so, love it so much. I I'd never seen Family Nest or heard of it or anything like that, right? What? And it was what? What? How have you not heard of the Family Nest? I don't know how I've missed it as a kid, but how sway? How? I, I I was only reminded. I was like, when I was playing the theme tune, I was like, ah, oh, this is on the promo. No, I do <laughs> not believe for a second. I have never heard. I'd never heard of it. This is probably the most iconic British cartoon of all time, in my opinion. It's Scottish, isn't it? British. It's British when we like something. And oh, it's Scottish when it. we don't like something. It is British, all right? <laughs> the family nest is British and it's brilliant. And I am astonished that you have not heard of when, it. Where did it air? What on channel? BBC, CBBC. It used uh, to come on all the time. Honestly, I never saw it, not once. How? I don't know. What time was it on? If it was five minutes before school, that doesn't count because... No, we wasn't... He used to come on after school. We used to come on in the summer. I used to remember watching The Family Nest a lot in the summer. I don't remember what... I don't... I, I, I think it was the first time I watched it. I am in shock right now. Like, this is... Like, if I don't know, yeah, Penny Crayon, fair enough if you've not heard of Penny Crayon. But The Family Nest, come on! You can't not be talking about British cartoons and all of that and not talk about the family nest. That is crazy. So all this stuff about the theme song being such an incredible, catchy song. and Yeah, I've, but the thing is, what's good for me is I discovered it, right? No, you're not American. You're not from Iceland. You're not meant to be discovering the family <laughs> nest. You're meant to be reminiscing about the family nest. Uh, I, I didn't reminisce one bit on this i just enjoyed it but you did enjoy it uh, yeah absolutely what was i gonna say um they actually released you'll never find a nessie in the zoo really so, you know, the end, the end the one end, yeah. yeah do you think it made it to the top 40 no you don't think it made the top 40 well now you've asked me now i think yes it did why why don't you think it made the top 40 because it's a kid's TV show. Uh, but, it's a, but it's a catchy song. No, no, granted, but I think maybe... Uh, I don't even know how they worked out the top 40 before. Downloads. You. Well, it's not downloads. It's like, obviously, if you buy hard copies. Oh, so it's on purchases. Yeah, on yeah, On hard yeah. copies. Okay. So, obviously, it came out in 1985, so... So, it must have been on... Um, a 45 or something like that, right? Probably. Yeah. 
and you don't think it made top 40? Well, now you've said... No, 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 no. Stick to your guns. You don't think it made I the top 40? I don't think it did, no. It didn't make the top 40. You was right. Yes. I was, I, was, I was a little bit shocked by that, actually. Do you know why? I think. It's because it was only kids that would have wanted it. Yeah, but there's enough kids in the world to make a song number one. Yeah, but how many kids... Wasn't Bob the Builder Christmas number one one year? So, like, if kids really want to get a song to yeah, but go that could number have been one, like... they're going to get it to number one. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know how much vinyl records were back in the day. You can rock it, you can knock it, you can go to Timbuktu, but you'll never find a Nessie in the zoo. It's such a... It's so iconic. But don't forget, like, everything is so accessible now. Like, if you want to listen to it, I have to just type it in on my phone and I've listened to it. Before, you have to either watch it on TV and there's no second chances of that, right? True. Or go to a record store that allows you to play records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. But I don't know. It was, um, yeah. I was. It was. It was a little bit surprising to me that it didn't make number one. However, now that you've said it in that, in that respect, but like, I just there's like probably five shows, and we've probably done most of them, where like, it just it's in my mind. It's yeah. in like. It's embedded in me, and the family nest is definitely one of them. Mm. It is just such a, an iconic show for me. It's 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 like the staple of like British cartoons for me. So it's like it's it's insane that you've never even heard of it. Yeah, I mean, I, what can I say? It's I had never never heard of it before. That is ridiculous. Like I said, the only bit, in the like the only kind of thing close to nostalgia was the fact that I was like, "Oh yeah, this was in the promo." That's, uh, that's you what... can't be nostalgic for something that happened last year. <laughs> but that's... Okay, last year. But that's all I can think about it. <laughs> well, well, then go on then. As a as a, a first time viewer, you're going to be speaking for a lot, a lot of listeners right. who probably have never seen this either. So. Uh, this is all you, really. Right, so first of all, I thought the theme, the intro theme, I was like, initially, in that first bit, I was like, this isn't that catchy. I think, what, what was the first episode about? Ferociousness, right? Um, and then the outro music was the great. The first episode was Elspeth and Angus meet the Loch Ness Monster. How did I miss the first episode then? I might have to go back and watch it because, so no, it, it introduces a lot of things in that first. Episode. So I was, I was, I like the, I like the accents, I like the concept because obviously, like uh, Loch Ness monsters are a lot like our kind of Bigfoot, right? Mm. It's, it's an elusive thing that everyone, um, it's kind of a legend that everyone knows, and uh, there's always kind of oh maybe I saw something. <laughs> or, um, but you know what I did like? I did like that everybody knew about the Loch Ness Monster except for Mac Toot. Yeah. Everyone's like, there's a there's a Nessie, there's a ne like, there's a Nessie in the water and he's like, don't be ridiculous. There's, there's there's no such thing. Yeah. Whereas like everybody sees it. Yeah. The his kids have got a relationship with he, them. And he's convinced that if they if anyone's gonna see it, he's gonna be the first because he's mind in the lock, right? Yeah, it's yeah. His job. Yeah. Um but I'll be honest, I after like watching the theme tune like two, three times, I was hooked on the theme tune. Yeah. It's like, it's so addictive and, and the actual show is so charming and so 
fun. Yeah. Is, uh, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right, let's let's then let's do let's do some characters now. Oh god. And before we get to the Nessies, I think it's worth talking about. Yep, I, like I said, Mac Toot, who's the uh, the keeper of the lock. Stereotypical Scotsman. He has ginger hair, bushy beard, plays the bagpipes. You got Angus, who's adventurous, clever and quick. And he's always successful in getting his father and or one of the Nessies out of trouble. Elspeth, who's the younger sister. She's always assisting her brother. And you got Sergeant McFuzz, who's the person most frequently approached when Loch Ness Monster is seen. However, he seldom believes it. I think, like I said, in the first episode, it's like, oh, oh, look, it's April Fool's when someone goes to him. Oh, look, there's an Nessie in the pool. And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 pull the other one. It's April Fool's. <laughs> and then you've got Professor, Professor Dumpkopf, who's like a mad scientist with a German-sounding accent. And he's always trying to prove the Loch Ness Monster's existence. So he's trying to get like a, a telescope and he's trying to like look into the water and, and all of that stuff. And yeah, let's do some word association with the Loch Nesses in... The family nest. Oh, I've got to try and remember some of these because this is... I won't remember these names as well as I did the other ones, but... Uh, right, so I'm going to go first with uh, ferociousness. Eyewitness. Oh, God. Um, happiness. I don't think there is a Damn. happiness. Damn. No. Um, I'll check. So what was the ba- baby one? What was the ba- babiness? Baby... Yeah, babiness, right? Yeah, yeah there is a babiness. Um, okay, we've got loveliness. Crap, that's a woman one. Uh, cleverness. I'm trying to think of the episode. Her highness. Oh, no. That was in the same episode that I watched. They both were in it. Uh, uh, ferociousness. Which one was the one? Sportiness. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a theme song. Matthew Boots on his bagpipe. What was the pirateness? That's eyewitness. Oh, eyewitness. Ferociousness appears. It was a crab in order to for a long time. For loveliness, so she's a kissing time. There's not many in the theme. All right, let's, let's yeah. I think I think I'll run them. That I'm, I'll, I'll give up. Uh, there is grumpiness. There's forgetfulness. Did you say cleverness? Yeah, you said clever. No, I said cleverness, and then you said your hind the the highness. Heaviness. Mightiness. Naughtiness. My favourite, thirstiness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, water-related and not that he's thirsty for the other Loch Nesses and loveliness. Um, there's hungriness, speediness. There's... Uh, speediness. Uh, I'm trying to see if I've got one. Uh, carefulness. So that's the excessively cautious... Tidiness. Was there a tidiness? Yeah, because tidiness, um, after clumsiness... Yeah. Clumsiness messed up the tents in one episode and then tidiness tidied it up. <laughs> in the episode where one of them joins... The boy joins the, boy, the, the Sea Scouts or whatever it's called. Sea Scouts? Yeah. Or just Scouts in general? No, no, no. It's like... No, or is it the... What's the Sea... Is either the Sea Cadets or the Sea Scouts or something like that? And then they go camping across the shore. All right. And then um, clumsiness was messing up all the camp. <laughs> and then he's hiding in the tent away from the thing. And then um, tidiness sorted it out. Oh, good for, good for tidiness. And 
yeah, let's talk about uh, some of the uh, episodes that we watched. And obviously, yeah, like I said, the uh, the pilot was Elspeth and Angus meet the Loch Ness Monster. So, yeah, they're basically um, wandering around in the, um, in the whatever, the, the Loch Ness or the Loch. And I think, yeah, they come across, uh, some, I think they come across ferociousness in the first episode. And he's, and I think he loses something and then they basically help him. And then her highness is like, oh, okay, I can trust you kids. You kids are all right. And then she gives them the thistle whistle so that mm. whenever they're in trouble, they can just give him a call. Whee! <laughs> that's, that's how the... The Thessal Whistle sounds. And so oh. they can call the Loch Ness Monsters whenever they need to call them. I thought the, the first episode that I watched was one where Ferociousness was um, trying to hide. And he, cause he's and like, scare people. Yes. Yeah, so he's raw. So he goes, he can change color, right? And, he, it, yeah. and then he, he broke and he couldn't change color. Yeah. And everyone saw him and then he had to get scared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he thought the baby, the the bagpipes was a spider and he got scared and he changed loads of different colours. I thought that was a pilot. That's the first episode I watched. Ah. But obviously not. Is, it, is it Ferociousness Lucy's Raw? Because I remember in... Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's another oh, episode. That might, that might be another one, yeah. That's where he squeaks and said, anyone's like, oh, yeah. I saw a monster and it squeaked and at me. And then Her Highness makes like honey and lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a guy in the truck. He drops get, it all. Yeah, he drops all the honey and lemon. And he put it in a cement mixer. Yeah. And yeah. then she makes a little fire, and then he drinks that, and he gets his raw back. I love that. That's a that's a nice nice little episode. One of the things I really liked about um, the Loch Ness monster was like because I think everyone thinks of the Loch Ness monster as a single entity, right? yeah. a little monster, and yeah. I quite like the fact that it's like no, there's like loads of them down there. It's just like a whole a... mob of them, isn't it? Yeah, I quite like that. I did. I I, I did like that too. I I, I like that how, and I, I like that they were always like elusive and somehow they would never get caught and yeah but also i like the fact that sometimes they get a little snap which would like then increase the legend which is like kind of real life right i think so yeah because I, I you know i really wanted to find the last episode i couldn't find that anywhere i didn't the finale. find it no i think the finale is like you'll never find an essie in the zoo oh really yeah based on the uh the outro based on the uh yeah based on the outro and i i, I for the life of me couldn't find that anyway and one episode I actually remember watching as a kid I do remember watching was Cleverness Helps with the Homework so basically the kids are struggling with their maths and they're like getting really really dodgy grades and so obviously they go down to the river Cleverness pops out and they're like, basically, we need you to help us with our maths or math in uh, America. And uh, yeah, so he basically teaches them the best way to like do your sums and doing your adding and subtracting. And then lo and behold, they uh, their grades improve significantly and they become... Good at the old mathematics. They get out of trouble because they get told off because their grades are low, don't they? <laughs> and so they get, and so they use one of their little cheating whistles and and end up cheating the homework because basically cleverness helps them do it all. Yeah. Uh, another one, yeah. Like I said, ferociousness loses. Raw was one I watched. 
Elspeth and Angus buy a puppy. That was a. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, that's a really cute one. They buy a puppy with like a gold coin, and the gold coin would have been worth thousands of pounds. Yeah. But because he made a bet with Mac Toot about the uh, Loch Ness monster, because he's like, oh, I swear to you, I saw uh, yeah. a Nessie. And they're like, and he's like, oh, no, you never. And then double or nothing, if you don't pop out. Yeah, like, oh, oh, oh. And I think it was, um, was it ferociousness again, I guess? Uh, one of them like puts like antlers. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He puts yeah. the tree things and they think, oh, it's just... Um, it's just antlers, so they end up getting, end up getting the dog for free. I like how uh, Mac Two is like really like chilled with his kids because he's like, oh, they're like, oh, you know, can we have a, can we have a dog or whatever? Can we have a pet? And he's, he's like, like, yeah, as long as you look after it. Yeah, as long as you look after it, as long as you pay for it with your own money. I I, I do like that laissez-faire attitude from uh, Mac Two. I do, I did think that was uh, very cute, very nice. Maybe he didn't realise he had money. Well, they didn't, did they? I think they got one of the Nessies to like ship it out of the water. Yeah, they made... Oh, because speediness, I think, takes him to like the middle of the river and he's like, oh, look, there's like... I found loads of these down there, yeah. yeah. And then and most of them are all like like bottle caps and things like that. And but he gets a single one, gold coin, right? The other one was the single gold coin, which I think ended up back in the possession of the Mactoots. So that was uh, an unfortunate predicament for them and uh what else did i watch yeah professor dump comps dump comp i even say his name underwater telescope so basically he's thinking oh i've i've seen the Loch Ness monster what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna get a oh and and then he goes to um he goes to like some building somewhere and they're like oh okay find us proof that the Loch Ness Monster exists. So he goes, okay, I'll find some proof. And then he goes on his hot air balloon and he's like, all right, I'm going to get a picture. I'm going to get a, a good snapshot of the Loch Ness Monster or whatever. And so I think it was like mightiness or someone like just bends the... Yeah, and he thinks he takes a picture of a seagull. Yeah, upside down. He's like, oh, such magical creature. <laughs> and they're like, he puts up down and he goes... Yeah, that's a seagull, mate. <laughs> it just turns out, like yeah. That. What do you? What do you what, that's 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 not a Loch Ness monster. Like, get out of here. And and yeah, like I said, I uh, tried as I might, I couldn't find the uh, the finale. Finale. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I'm gonna go back and watch the um, the pilot at least. Yeah. Because I thought I'd watched it and I didn't. Yeah, didn't. I did not watch. <laughs> right. Let's uh, let's choose. Right, this is where I think we should be bringing in point systems for the cartoons. If you want for this week, you can bring your little point system. No, I think it's because I don't really know how to work out. Because the Poddington Peas, I really liked the theme tune, but didn't really like the cartoon that much. As yeah. I, um, oh, hang on, let me rephrase that. Because I liked the cartoon, it just wasn't as exciting as um, the Family Nest. Like, Family Nest, I thought I had a slightly less catchy theme tune than the Poddington Peas, but... The actual cartoon was brilliant. Um, so this week, I'm going to have to go with Familyness. you go going with Familyness? Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I loved it. Right. Uh, I'm going to have to agree. I'm going with the Familyness too, all day long. I I think the Poddington Peas, to be fair, went up in my estimation a little bit. Yeah. It was a lot better than what I remember. 
But yeah, like I said, the family-ness, that's, that's etched in me, man. That is, that is like in here, like <laughs> forever and ever. Like this is, it's incredible. Like I, I'm, like I said, I was in shock when you were like, I'd never heard of this show. Yeah, I mean, I never heard of it, but like I said, I got to discover it, yeah. which is great, you know. Um, this, you know, it's, it's all about you and the rest of things. our international listeners. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. I would recommend anyone to go and watch it. It's what five minutes long each episode. Exactly. It's um, so short, including the intro and outro. Mm. Um, and you know, sometimes when you think, "Oh, this is a really good theme tune," and then you end up kind of skipping the theme tune when you watch a few cartoons. Yeah, I didn't skip one theme tune on this. I, I enjoyed no, it I time. didn't skip Fabulous either. I didn't skip all of. Them. I didn't skip any of them actually. Yeah, I think maybe the Moomins I did a bit. <laughs> Yeah, and um, no, but it was um, it's one of yeah. Go go and watch it, guys. It's it's all there. It's five minutes long. Listen to the songs as well. So you've got like you know the five like the five minutes. I think it's like a longer version of the actual theme song. Yeah, yeah, I did listen to that as well. TV TV song, and then you've got the uh, you'll never find an Essie in the zoo. Which yeah, like I said it was. I was gonna say it, it wasn't exactly a hit single, but it a was single, a single nonetheless. Nonetheless, yes. So yeah, that's uh, the family nest and the Poddington peas. That's two wonderful British cartoons that I loved watching again. And in the case of the family nest, I will always love watching it. So uh, there you go. And now we come on to oh. I don't I, I don't even know where to even begin with this. I mean, I've got um if you thought my notes on Lassie was long and a ton of notes on them then woo the Moomins. Woo. I I've I can talk about the Moomins for ages and um I think obviously we're going to try and focus on the 1990 version of the Moomins that came out in April 1990. So some of the things happening in April 1990, the community charge, which was also known as the poll tax, takes effect in England and Wales amid widespread protests. Uh, such a... Which included Jeremy Corbyn in that protest. I think he even got arrested for it. Comet Austin, the brightest comet visible from Earth since 1975, makes its closet approach to the sun. What comet was that? Uh, comet Austin. And you could see that from the sky, right? I believe so. I remember at some point, Comet Austin, I'm going to write that down, because at some point I remember my dad showing me a comet in the sky, and it was enormous. I remember seeing it. And I can't remember what it was, so I'm going to write that down. Comet Austin. The longest prison riot in Britain's history begins at Strangeways Prison in Manchester and continues for three weeks and three days, which, and it's commonly known as the Strangeways Prison Riot. Marked for Death was the highest grossing movie and I got the power was number one by Snap in uh, April 1990. Absolute banger. I didn't even know that they were German. This group. Well, yeah. Of uh, course you've heard of the song I've Got the Power. Yeah, I've heard it, but I don't... Yeah, I have heard it, yeah. Yeah, they're a, a German group. I think Rhythm is a Dancer was another song that they had. I think that was the era of like was Rubbish it Euro, music. Euro pop or Euro funk or whatever yeah. it was. 
And yes, the Moomins. Oh my God, the Moomins. So, yep, they are central characters in a series of books and a comic strip by Swedish Finnish illustrator and writer Tove Janssen. It was originally published it was originally published in Swedish in Finland. And obviously, yeah, they're a family of trolls who are white and roundish with large snouts. In all, nine books were released in the series, together with five picture books and a comic strip being released between 1945 and 1993. And the Moomins have since been the basis for numerous television series, films, and even a theme park called Moomin World, which I really, really, really want to go to. And yeah, just a little note on uh, Tove Janssen, the creator of, uh, of the Moomins. She was born in Helsinki, Finland, which apparently at the time was part of the Russian Empire, which I did not Ooh, know. I didn't know. Uh, her family were all from the part of the Swedish-speaking minority of Finland, and she came from an artistic family. So her father, Victor Janssen, was a sculptor. Her mother, Signe Hamasten Janssen, was a Swedish-born graphic designer and illustrator. Tove's siblings also became artists. Per Olof Janssen became a photographer, and Lars Janssen and was an author and cartoonist. A uh, quick disclaimer, I, I'm probably going to get some of these Swedish-Finnish names wrong. If I butcher it, then I apologize. I just want to try and do it justice by actually reading the original as opposed to just sticking to the English. I know I've got some f listeners in Finland and Scandinavia, so uh, bear with me, guys. I will do my very, very best to uh, say these names in the, in the proper in the proper manner. And the first Moomin book was The Moomins and the Great Flood, which came in 1945. And then the next two books, Comet in Moominland and Finn Family Moomin Troll, were published in 1946 and 1948, respectively. And they were highly successful in sales, as opposed to like the, the first book. Other works that Tove Janssen worked on was The Sculpture's Daughter, or Bild Hugarin's Daughter, in 1968. And she wrote six other novels, including the admired Soma Bokken, which is the summer book, and five books of short stories for adults. And for her work as a children's writer, she received the Hans Christian Andersen Medal in 1966. And the Moomins relates strongly to Janssen's own family. They were bohemians and they lived close to nature, just like the Moomins. And Moomin Papa and Moomin Mama are often seen as portraits of Janssen's parents. Janssen actually remained close to her mother until her mother's death in 1970. And the two had often traveled together. And she even lived with Tove during her final years. And yeah, like I said, Moomin Mama was inspired by Tove Janssen's mother. And so, yeah, some of the uh, characters of the Moomins. So obviously you got Moomin or Moomin Troll, who's like the, the main protagonist of the story. 
he's basically yeah the the little boy of the family he's interested and excited about pretty much everything he's always trying to be a good friends to people in and around you've got Moomin Papa who was orphaned in his young years and he's somewhat a restless soul and he wanted to venture out into the world but then he settled down and he is a responsible father to his family you got Moomin Mama, who's like the matriarch of the family. She takes care of everybody. She wants Moomin House to be the the safest place in the world. And yeah, she's always cooking and helping out. You've got Little Mai, who was my favorite character, who's an incredibly mischievous, tomboyish little girl who lives in the Moomin House. And she's got like a brave personality, loves getting up to no good. You got Sniff, who's like a creature who lives in the Moomin house and takes part in everything, but is afraid to do anything dangerous. I think he's the adopted brother of Moomin Troll. Then you got Snork Maiden, who is Moomin's friend. She's very happy, energetic. She likes to see herself as Moomin's girlfriend. And then you got Snufkin, who's Moomin's best friend. He's like a lonesome philosophical traveler who plays the harmonica and wanders around the world so as not to make his life complicated. And he basically comes and goes as he pleases in the, the Moomin story. And then you got Stinky, who's like a small furry creature who always plays jokes on the family. Where, and he likes pinching things and he's always, yeah, he's just, he's a bit of an arsehole really. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 Stinky, and I think those are kind of like the uh, select characters. And obviously, they live in Moomin Valley, which is a an idyllic and peaceful place where the Moomins live in harmony with nature. The largest building in the valley is Moomin House, and basically, visitors are welcome from the valley and further afield. You got a river that runs through the beautiful valley. And it lies between the sea and the mountains, including the Lonely Mountains. And when spring arrives, the valley bursts into a bloom, as does Moomin Mama's treasured garden. So the Moomins, let's 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 talk about it. Uh, where do you start with the Moomins? First of all, I'm going to say that when I was a child, I couldn't stand the Moomins. Uh, I think it was on aired on channel four right cbbc no it's got to be yeah channel. yeah so, movements with cbbc what was the bananas in pajamas aired on there cbbc as well i think itv i remember it coming on after the bananas in pajamas maybe you switch channels then maybe um but anyway yeah i didn't like it but it was rubbish as a kid as a, yeah no no yeah I, you know as a i want to say that as a kid I hated the Moomins. I hated the theme song. I hated how they looked. I hated that it was so long. And yeah. it was... I had to wait until watching my favourite show. I hated every conceivable thing about this show as a kid. I hated... The, yeah, like I said, bah, 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 bah. I hated that so much yeah, but the theme tune now I, I really like it fast forward 15 odd years and I I must confess I'm a little bit in love with the Moomins I have fallen in love with this cartoon 
it's like a 360. I love the theme song. Love the the Finnish version. Love the Swedish version. Sí. Gonna have it all played in the background, as you can hear. It's just, it's, it's. I can't believe that there's a show that uh, there's a, a 360, like in terms of how I feel about a show. Yeah. Um. See, I watched. I wanted a bit of context, so I kind of watched the original as well, uh-huh. and then I watched the 90s, but kind of anime Japanese yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of a, version. And then I watched the brand new version. Yeah. The first version I found really weird. The first version was, like, was like, super weird. Like five minutes long. I think it was like Soviet. It was kind of a bit creepy, right? Yeah. Even like uh, Little Mai and uh, what was the 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 chap with a flute? Oh God, Scrappy, not uh, what was his name? Snufkin. Snufkin. Almost like that's the weirdest thing ever. Little Mai's eyes. I was like. What the hell is this? Um, and it was only five minutes long, but what I found was that the five-minute versions, so the five, the, the original five minutes were, and, and they redid them in the twenty, yeah. sorry, the 1990 version. But they did 20-minute versions of the five-minute ones, and I was like, "There's a lot of pad in here." <laughs> you know, it's. But you know, I wasn't mad at it. I, I wasn't mad. It was, it was, it was a lovely way to spend 20 minutes because I'm, I'm, I remember I watched the first episode and literally because i thought you know what we have to talk about the moomins whether i like it or not yeah because obviously part of me doing this thing is i have to do iconic shows everywhere i can't not do it because i didn't like it i have to do it and no matter what i thought last month or even last week i had to talk about the moomins i had to say there was this thing that a lot a lot of people loved in many parts of the world and I had to talk about it. But what I didn't think was I was going to come out of it and think, I love this. I'm <laughs> in love with this program. Yeah. I love the Moomins. Like that was the one thing that I was least expecting. Was yeah. that. See, I, the 2019 version I'm going to say is just trash. Well, like, we'll get, we'll get, into that in uh, the, in a little bit the 29 sorry the 1990 version yeah i mean i i will say that i liked it more than i did but i didn't love it or the 1990 version yeah yeah let's yeah let's just go into the uh 1990 version i think the less said about the uh the 70s version with the puppets the better <laughs> So yeah, like obviously uh, the the 1990 version of the Moomin was um, kind of helped and created with uh, an anime sort of yeah. feel to it. So it kind of teamed up with Japanese makers and, and, and artists and producers and, and, and the like, and they they kind of got together and and they created the uh, the 90s version of the Moomin. And basically, this version of the Moomins, it kind of created a Moomin boom which booming yeah booming Moomin which actually in Finnish is Moomi Boomi <laughs> which is yeah Moomin boom in Finnish if I've said it wrong then I apologise Carolina if you're listening out there somewhere I apologise I've, I've, my Finnish Mate, I'll ask him. Yeah, let's 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 shout out to all our Finnish friends. Uh, so right. uh, Timo Saila, uh, he's like the only Finnish guy I know. Yeah, 
Carolina, um, yeah. And uh, Yari Litmanen. No, 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 no. That's that's a joke. Yari Litmanen is like a famous Finnish football player. Maybe Kimi Raikkonen, (laughs) Mika Hakkinen, (laughs) Mika Salo. We got. Come through, Finland. Come through. This is for you. We're doing this for you. I love. I do like Finland, and I do like most of the um, the Finnish racing drivers. Are like incredible. Mm. But yeah, Yari Litmanen was like my favorite footballer growing up as a kid. Kimi Raikkonen, I got his book. Just oh, read his book. Good Great. stuff, good stuff. And so, right, where where was we? Um, so yeah, like um, that version of the Moomins in the 90s, it just, it took off and it just created this whole, like I said, a boom. And it, it started like doing like loads of merchandising and it was just covering everything from like coffee cups, t-shirts with like the Moomins, and apparently, even the former Finnish president, Taja Halonen, had been known to wear a Moomin watch. Really? And yeah, they were used to advertise Finland abroad. So the Helsinki Vantaa International Airport was decorated with Moomin images. And apparently, friends and close friends of the uh, Tove Janssen, they were quite critical of the Moomin boom. So obviously they're like, you're like making it banal and you're like taking it to all these places and the movement is kind of like our cute little thing. Like why yeah. are you cheapening it by, you know, making merch and oh, I see what you mean, but I mean, millions and... It's a national treasure. Like imagine creating something that's a national treasure. Yeah. One thing I did like that they turned down offers from the Walt Disney Company. To buy it out. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have turned down an offer that they can... Imagine they bought Star Wars for like six... Was it six or four billion? No, but unless they made me an offer you can't refuse, I'm not selling that. I mean, four billion. I'd have been like... Not a chance. Not a chance. Like, to be honest, I'd have been like... I will say this right now about yesterday's capers. Y'all can offer me all the money in the world, but I will never give it up. Why would you give up something that you created the rights? You yeah. wouldn't own it anymore. I mean, that's true. I it's mean, not I, like Hannah and Barbera where they can sell their stuff and but they can still stay on and, and yeah. do whatever they like. Like, I get it, man. Because, yeah, the Jansen family kept the rights of the Moomins and controlled the Moomin boom. So they pretty much had it under control. And the artistic control is now in the hands of Lars Janssen's daughter, Sophia Janssen Zambra. And the Moomin... Ba- the Moomin brand is estimated to have a yearly retail value of 700 million euro per year. Wow. So why the hell am I going to sell it to Walt Disney? Shoot. Because you're giving it all up. A year. That's incredible. Yeah, but you, and, uh, yeah exactly. That's, that's more than enough. And that's them doing it off their own backs. Like, why, why, why would you give that all up? That's true. I didn't realise it was turning over that much money. Because, like, you know, sometimes, like, They'll, they'll buy something in its infancy and then like and then expand it. I didn't realize they're making that much money, man. No, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, that's why they called it a moomin boom because it was like once this thing took over. Yeah. But what I but what I love, like I said, was the family kept it under control. Like they kept it within themselves. They didn't because obviously, yeah, yeah you, you you can get caught up and think, oh man, I've got to sell this. You know, I'll make I'll make a ton a ton of money, but. 
in in the same position, I would do exactly the same. Yeah, you're never going to make that sort of. You're never going to create like, something yeah. like that again, and you're I'll, always going to regret it. I yeah, guess. and I and and you want to control it because once once it's gone, it's gone. Like you can't. You can't do anything with it anymore. It's 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 not yours anymore. Yeah, it's true. So in that sense, I totally get it. And um, speaking of uh, banal things about the Moomins, Moomin World. I think I don't think they particularly like Moomin World either, because um, again, it was one of those things where they just made a ton of ton of cash. And in Finnish, it's known as Moomi Mailma. And Moomin Valden in Swedish, Moomin World. So yeah, it's basically a theme park based on the Moomin books, located on the island of Kailo, next to the old town of Nantali in southwest Finland. And the blueberry-colored Moomin house is the main attraction of the park, where guests are allowed to go to all five stories. It's also possible to go to Moomin Mama's kitchen, the fire station... Snufkin's camp, Moomin Papa's boat, and they can visit. Visitors can also visit Moomin characters around the park, or the witch in her cottage. It's not a traditional amusement park as it doesn't have any rides, but there are many activities and paths, including Toffle's path, the witch's labyrinth, the Hattie Fattener's cave, and the Groke's house. And there are also performances in the covered outdoor Moomin Theatre, Emma. And it's open daily from mid-June to mid-August. And it's the world's, it was voted the world's fourth best theme park for children, according to The Independent on Sunday in 2005. And Moomin World was elected as the domestic travel destination of 25 by the uh, Matt Kemasut Finnish travel fair and the Moomin World got the Golden Pony Award 2007 by the Games and Parks Industry Magazine where the jury said and I quote Moomin World is welcoming well themed and full of educational content and if anyone from Moomin World is listening I would love to go to Moomin World hook your boy up and I will promote you guys to the end, I'm so going to Moomin World. It is like on, on my list of things to go to now. I'm just trying to think what the fourth... It was fourth, right? Surely after what? Disney World? Universal. Universal SeaWorld. No, I think I think the, Cana- the one in Toronto. That, that I think Wonder World, Wonderland uh, in Toronto, that is, a, that is a heck of a theme park. Haunted Houses, all right, as well. Wonder, Wonderland, Wonderworld, whatever y'all are called. If y'all want to hook your boy up too. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that. Yesterday's Capers theme park edition. And we can record in the middle of the theme park. Yes, we will record an episode of Yesterday's Capers in Moomin World. I want, I'm, I'm making it happen, damn it. I, you know, I so want to go. I have never been so gassed about a place like <laughs> Moomin World. I, I, I want to go to Moomin World. And uh, in 2019, there was a, an interesting article titled, It's a Religion, How the World Went Mad for Moomins. And it was written by Elisa Allardyce in The Guardian. Is that Sam Allardyce's daughter? No, but it's not spelt right. Oh, okay. Because Allardyce has a Y. Are you impressed that I knew who Sam Allardyce was? 
Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. And I think it, the uh, the article was kind of written on the eve of the uh, Moomin Valley coming back in 2019. And yeah, so uh, I think um, I, I think the article kind of starts, you know, that evening, no one is left in any doubt as to the central place of Tove Janssen's Moomins in Finnish culture. As the vice president, clutching two Moomin mugs, tells the audience they are Finland's crown jewels. And yeah, Moomins is a religion, agrees scriptwriter Mark Huckabee. And yeah, so it was done by Mark Huckabee and Nick Ulster. Some of their other works include Peter Rabbit, Thunderbirds, and Danger Mouse. And yeah, so Nick Ulster said that, oh, Moomins is head and shoulders above any of those other programs that he'd worked on. And obviously he was like, it's terrifying that they took on that project because obviously the movement's like, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a cult. It's a, it's a cult, it's a cult thing. And they don't, and they don't want to like upset it. And they don't want to like, you know, take the mick and that kind of thing. And literary devotees, including Ali Smith, Sheila Hetty and Jeanette Winterson called Janssen one of the greatest children writers there have ever been. Philip Pullman believes that she should have been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for Literature. And children's author Frank Cottrell Boyce said, I lived in this great big housing estate in southern Liverpool from a working class background. And somehow this bohemian upper middle class Finnish eccentric felt like she was speaking directly to me. And then I think she kind of ends by saying this loving, lavishly produced adaptation couldn't be more timely never has there been a better moment to introduce the moomins with all their optimism openness and hospitality their deep connection with nature and anti-consumerist ethos without ever being pompous with the exception perhaps of moomin papa to a new audience and hopefully yeah and hopefully as ostler says they go through everything floods earthquakes and volcanic eruptions and comets, it all happens, but they kind of face it all with a big smile. So 2019, Moomin Valley, it was Finland's most expensive TV show with a 20 million euro budget. The first episode of Moomin Valley was viewed by 600,000 viewers when it premiered in Finland's Wiley TV2 in February 2019. And it also became the most watched television series episode of all time in Yelay's streaming service. Yelay Arena with almost 500,000 viewers, bringing the total viewership of the first episode in Finland to over a million people. Which, yeah, it, equate, it, it, it equates to one in four people in Finland. And, yeah, some of the people that the, the English version... It had the likes of Warwick Davis, who was Sniff. There was Matt Berry, who was Moomin Papa. Rosamund Pike was Moomin Mama. Taryn Egerton was Moomin Troll. Belle Powley was Little Mai. And in the second series, we've got Mrs. Philly Yonk, who's Kate Winslet. And Will Self is the Muskrat. 
and Jennifer Saunders is Mindball. And yeah, I mean that brings us nicely to to episode. So let's uh, let's do the nineteen ninety one first, and we'll do the twenty nineteen after that. So uh, right. So I struggled to watch episodes on this one, um, mostly because my little boy was not letting me watch it. Um, I think he liked the theme tune, but he didn't like uh, the actual show. Did he not? No. Um, so I watched the first one, which was the Hobgoblin's Hat. Yep. And they had the... It's the same as the five-minute one. I but thought the Moomin Valley in Spring was the first episode. It's just, it's, that's the one where they go and find the Hobgoblin's Hat. Yeah, I think I think they're all kind of... Because obviously I think the the first chunk of episodes was based on Finn Family Moomin Troll series. So there's like a chapter where they go and find the hat. Yeah, and then they come down, and then yeah. in the next episode, I think it's about the hat, right? Yeah, so it, 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 yeah, it starts with the Moomin Valley in spring, and they're like, oh, let's go outside. It's yeah, spring, they're hibernating because yeah, they hibernate yeah. in the winter. Yeah. And then they wake up because it's spring. Yeah. They f- want to go and let everyone know they're the first to wake up. And yeah. they go up the hill and they find the hobgoblin's hat. Yeah. Um, the next episode was about the hobgoblin's hat again, right? Yeah, so I think this is when. Um, Moomin Troll hides inside the hat, and, and then when he turns comes into out, something. and he turns into some like weird, freaky thing, and he's like, and you can see like the anime eyes popping out, yeah, yeah, and you could tell it's anime done, and he's like, he's like, Mama, Mama, it's me, it's me, and I was like, I really felt that. I'm watching it, and I'm like, and that was like the realization. I was like, this is really, really good because like this is. Like, I'm feeling a bit emotional. I'm like, oh, what's how happening? Did, how did he turn back? I didn't see that bit of the Oh, episode. she just gives him a hug. Yeah. And then he just turns back to normal. Yeah, slightly less exciting than I thought. <laughs> um, and I watched an episode where um, they're all playing... They, they threw the hat away in the, in the river. Yeah. And then uh, Little Mai finds it, I think, right? Oh. No, they find it. The uh, Moomin and Flute Man... Snufkin. Snufkin find it. Flute. I can't. I just can't remember his name. Um, yeah, and then I'll, see, I'm, I've only got like snip bits of the episodes because I'm in and out trying to, yeah, trying to stop my son from getting up to mischief. <laughs> so it looks like he didn't like the Moomins. Yeah, he did not like the Moomins. He, he'll feel a lot differently, like I did. In thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you got from the That's 90 all version? I got. So yeah, um one I watched was the I watched so much movements over my days. I watched a ton of movements. You had the secrets of the Hattie Fatteners. And so basically they travel to the island of the Hattie Fatteners. And basically Hattie Fatteners are like a it is basically skinny movements that glow <laughs> a bit. So obviously movements are quite thick. Yeah. Not like thick dumb, as in thick, yeah. as in like T H I double C, thick. Double C. Yes, double C. All right, you're gonna have to explain that to me. I don't know. It's a kid thing. Okay. It's it's it's, it's one of those like young things. Yeah. Not for us boomers. Yeah, I think um I, this was this is quite a strange episode because obviously I think they go to this uh, island of the Hattie Fatners and they're basically like right we shouldn't like go anywhere near them and. Let's not try and upset them. I think they were all in a tent because it was like 
chucking it down with rain. And I think one of them gets lost and it gets caught up with the Hattie Fatners. I just like saying that. Hattie Fatners. Hattie Fatners. And so, yeah, they're just like going around and doing some stuff. I'm not really sure what happens in this one or what the point was. I think this was like, a, it's, it's one of those like chapters in a book where you just were like, yeah, nothing. nothing you have really to get, happened. you have to get yeah. through it, but nothing. Yeah, Cause yeah. obviously, like I said, this, there's like a whole chunk of episodes that I watched, which was from Finn family Moomin troll. So yeah, it's like a whole collection and they're just showing episodes, the suitcase. So this is where two little characters called thingamy and Bob, they steal Moomin mama's handbag to use it as a bed. And Moomin Mama's like, oh, where's my suitcase? Oh, not suitcase, but handbag. So, like, obviously Moomin Mama, Moomin Mama always carries a handbag. It's got a ton of stuff in it. It's one of those, like, things where she... You know, like, when someone carries a handbag with all... Like Mary Poppins bag. Something like that, yeah. And and then when Thing Me and Bob realise how upset she gets, they're like, oh, all right, fine, maybe we shouldn't steal it. Maybe we should just put it back to to where we found it and i think the next episode after that was basically the hobgoblin he came and he's got a new hat and he's basically demanding the king's ruby because i think uh Moomin mama throws a party because she finds her bag or whatever and she's really really happy she's going yay let's uh let's 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 have a party let's 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 celebrate the fact that i've got my um my bag back and then basically the hobgoblin comes and he's like oh i'll basically want the ruby because i think that was what was inside the the hobgoblin yeah hat. the bag and basically thinking me and bob are like no we don't want it and so he's basically granting all these people wishes and so thinking me and bob were like we want to wish for you to make a duplicate of the diamond and they basically give it to the Hobgoblin, which I thought was very nice. Of oh, that is Bob. nice. Thingamy and Bob to to do that. And then this one was from the Tales of Moomin Valley. And the episode was The Invisible Child. So it's basically like this girl who's basically staying with them, but she's invisible. And basically she's staying in uh, Moomin Valley and in Moomin House. And she, they, they're obviously all going outside playing whatever, and they play hide and seek. And obviously she's not very good. And Moomin's like to her, "Oh well, I can still see you. Go and hide somewhere." And then basically Stinky is like to her, "Why don't you come and hide here?" And he basically hides her in a cave. He locks it up, and apparently he wants to use her as a ruse to like a robbery because he wants to like rob a bank or something and he wants it's getting to so sinister yeah <laughs> and, he, and he wants to use the uh invisible child and then basically once they rescue her and she basically it turns out that if she gets really really mad or she gets really really passionate she can turn back to be invisible and i think yeah that's what happens in the end and she becomes a living girl and Snork Maiden's lost memory. So in this episode, basically Snork Maiden and Moomin are basically out and about. And apparently Snork Maiden's like, I believe that's Edelweiss. Ah, oh, we went to that hotel in uh, in Switzerland. Edelweiss. Yeah. 
What is Edelweiss? Is it type of flower? I don't know, but all I know is it's a chain of hotels in Switzerland. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a, I actually wrote, I actually wrote down Edelweiss because I didn't want, I didn't want to. Uh, oh, I'm I'm not even spelling it right. It's E D E L, W E I S S or something. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. So Edelweiss is a type of flower, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It smells sweet, but not as cloying as hyacinth. A short-lived perennial with beautiful white flowers. Edelweiss has long been valued as a medicinal plant, but in fragrance, it's not actually used very widely. And so basically, yeah, she's wandering around going, oh, look, that's Edelweiss, that's Edelweiss. And Moomin's like, that's not Edelweiss. And so basically, she falls over, and she's basically like tumbling like a big bowling ball <laughs> and she's like tumbling and he's like going snork maiden snork maiden come back come back and she basically bangs her head and she loses her memory and she thinks she's a princess and basically she's going around going to the whole moomin valley i'm a princess get me a drink clean my room doing all this stuff and then so basically they're they're thinking oh we have to like whack her again on the head so that she gets her memory <laughs> back and so basically little Mai they put a bucket over her head and little Mai was just gets a big old bat she just like <laughs> whack, whacks her on the head and she's like there you go I think that should work and I was like I love little Mai so much she's my favourite she's a rat bag she is my rat bag my rat bag and she is she is ace I, I loved little Mai and then I think she gets her memory back and she's like, oh, what happened? What happened? And they're like, oh, don't you remember? You were moving reckless, acting like a princess and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm really, really sorry. I'm really, really sorry. The last episode I watched of the uh, 1990 version was Moomin Saves the Tigers. So basically they're all like Moomin and Snork Maiden are sort of lost in sea and they're running away from a snake who wants to eat them. And so they end up on a boat and they see these guys and they're like, oh, oh, look, they're hippopotamuses. And they're like, <laughs> and he's like, I am not the hippopotamus. I am a moomin. And they're like, oh, the hippopotamus can talk. And they're like, oh, <laughs> get the hippo, get the hippo. And they were basically trying to, trying to grab them. And then the snake realizes, oh, they're basically all trying to take us to the circus and they don't want to go to the circus or the zoo or whatever it was. And so they all basically hide out in a Moomin house. And so they basically get all the animals who are still there, basically all just huddled up inside the house. And basically they realize the animals realize that they missed a zoo because it's really, really cold and winter's coming. And so they're like, Oh, we need to try and get out. We need to try and, Maybe go back to the, the zoo, so we, at least we have a warm cage for winter and and what have you. And Moomin, and basically the whole like Moomin family get taken anyway, and they're like, we're not zoo animals, we're our Moomins, we live in Moomin Valley. And then basically I think, um, I don't know who saves them in the end. Was it Snufkin or Little Mai basically managed to... Snufkin just plays a flute. All the time. And just wanders about and comes and goes as he pleases. Yeah. He? I, I, I like him too. But no, yeah, I think that's how that one ended. I think someone comes to get them out of this uh, predicament they found themselves in. And yeah, let's uh, let's do the 2019 episodes. I only watched two. I only watched one. 
Was it the premiere? The pilot, yeah. The pilot, yeah. What was it? Yeah, so... Little Mai's introduction. Little Mai moves in. And in Finnish, it's Piku Mai Tuli Talon. In Swedish, it's Lilla Mai Flatar. Little Mai Ratbag. Little Lilla Mai Flytar. She's not a rat bag, but I love that in the beginning where he's like, oh, oh, it's nice to meet you. Hum. She's like, <laughs> she's not a nice little girl. Like, she's great. She's, she, she, she likes a bit of banter, doesn't she? She comes in with her mum and her 8,000 kids. And then she's like the <laughs> evil one of all the kids. She's not, though. She little bit is. She's not. She, she, she's, like I said, she's adventurous, a little bit boisterous. But no, I did, I did, I did like that. And she takes over uh, Moomin's room and was like, "I ain't giving this is my room." Sorry, finest keepers, squatters' <laughs> rights, <laughs> squatters' rights, and all that. It even makes her a new house. <laughs> well, yeah, and then it, the 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 mum and the children end up taking it. Yeah, and then the... he realizes, yeah, he misses, he re- he he misses little Mayan, and he's like, "Oh, I miss her," and she's like, "Boo." <laughs> She's so awesome. Absolutely awesome. And the other one I watched was The Last Dragon in the World, which is Mileman Vaimanen Lohikame in Finnish. And in Swedish, it's Den Sister Draken i Valden, which is the last dragon in the world. So basically I think they're going fishing and Moomin basically finds like a little jug with like a dragon inside. And basically the dragon doesn't really like Moomin. He's basically like, get me out of this, get me out of this. And it turned out that the the dragon really, really liked Snufkin. He just liked him. He didn't like Moomin. And I think Moomin gets a little bit jealous and so, and obviously Snufkin's like, look, uh, you know, I don't really want him to hang around with me. And he's basically like to the dragon, like, go away, like, leave me alone. And he just basically passes him off to someone. I think, yeah, Grandpa Moomin or Boomer Moomin. And he just passes him onto him on a boat. And Moomin's like, oh, what, what happened to the dragon? He's like, well, I gave him away. I don't really want him. So he was just like, yeah, that's that's not... Because, you know, dragons come and go here and there. And I think in the end... Yeah, I think in the end the dragon just goes away and, yeah, there you, there you have it. That was the uh, the newer Moomins, which I, 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 did, I did like. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I didn't like it. Maybe I didn't uh, like it as much as the older version, but, yeah, like like I said, I was just... Wholly, wholly surprised about how much I really liked the Moomins. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, I liked it more than I did when I was a child, but I didn't like it that much. I've, I think I the nineteen nineties version I liked. I really liked the theme tune of the the original. I like the, the I little like whistling. It's like it's, I, I didn't. Don't remember the closing bit. They love the singing and they love the laughter. The moon. But that's gonna be the nineties version, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the, I like the one, the intro of the nineties one. Yeah. I can't remember the the twenty nineteen one. What I don't. It's quite short. What I don't like about 
that the 2019 version, and and it's it's common between a, a lot of old. Uh, Newer sort of animations, even if they've redone things, is the I don't like the um, the CGI. I prefer yeah. I prefer the drawings and yeah. the stuff like that. And I they did it with Postman Pat, they did it with Fireman Sam, they did it with a lot of other yeah. new cartoons. And I don't like it. I prefer yeah. the older style yeah. personally. I think that's a style thing, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Completely stylistic. CGI like makes it to be as real as as, as possible. I yeah. Think that's the, the I just aim. find it a little bit weird. But yeah, I, I do too. Like give me give me the old ragdoll stuff any day of the yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but that's just a stylistic choice that I yeah, prefer. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um can't take anything away from the cartoon. I liked it a lot more than I did when I was a kid. I remember not wanting to watch it at same, all. Same, same, um, same. But even if it was just the theme tune, the theme tune was great. Like, no, I was like, this is lame AF. Like, yeah, this is just not it. And now, like, yeah, fast forward all this time, it's like I, I love it. I, I genuinely, I, I, I hand on my heart, like this might actually be like one of, if not my favorite things that I've yeah. covered so yeah. far doing this, this pod. In terms of not liking it, and in terms of something that is relatively new, because obviously, I say I avoided the movies like the plague. I could this time last week, I couldn't tell you any of the characters yeah but like now it's like i i'm in love with the movements and one day god willing i will go to moomin world and if moomin world can uh help me make my dream a reality then we're quids in so so help your boy out i want i want to go visit this wonderful (laughs) magical mystery land that is called moomin world so yeah, man, this is, yeah, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Thoroughly enjoyed doing the three shows. And yeah, like I said, the Moomins, I'm I'm in love with the Moomins. I think I'm going to watch some more Moomins, like when I get back and, and so on and so forth. And I think on that, on, that, on that note, I think it's a good place to bring it to an end. I do want to say that next week we're going to be doing Black History Month again for our American listeners because it's Black History Month in America. So yeah, if you enjoyed the Black History Month we did in October, we're going to run it back again and we're going to have some of the best black TV shows and cartoons that we can find and maybe some that you're going to learn about, which is, uh, yeah, which is always good, which is always fun. And um, honestly, guys, get on this episode. You don't want to miss it. Like I said, yes, LH Capers is available wherever you get your podcast from. So get on it, listen to it, listen to this one, listen to other ones. Like, comment, share, subscribe, do all of that. And um, what am I going to say? Yeah, we're on the socials. On Instagram, it's Yesterday's Capers 1. It's Yesterday Capers on Twitter. And I'm on Instagram at Abdullah underscore Molim. And Twitter, it's Abdullah Molim, all one word. Like I said, you can drop me a line. Tell me what you think. Tell me what I think I should be doing. We take everything into account. We take everything into consideration. So, yeah, like let, let me know. And uh, join us next week for another episode of Yesterday's Capers. Wow.